Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 7, Episode 4, titled Fairy Tale Justice. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two really big, bad co-hosts. First, from the podcast, Nathan Brown. From the podcast, oh. Nathan Brown, please say, I want to suck your cock. To bravo, Hi. bravo, effing bravo. Hello, Nathan Brown. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to start a new podcast. It's called Nathan Brown. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that this reminded me right now, and we'll bring Jay Ellis on in a second. I I was going to talk about this in Just Between Us Girls. We forgot to talk about, I got a guy who wanted to come on the show, and for some reason, he wanted, it wasn't a drag queen. It was a guy who had another drag race uh, YouTube channel. Is it Bussy Queen? No. And I think Bussy Queen would be cool than this guy. And... Well, I can't. I, I can't talk about this with music on. I can't talk about this music on. I have to be able to edit it out. Hold on. Pause for editing. And from Rancho Cucamonga, and from Rancho Cucamonga, please say you're from Glendale. To <laughs> to Jay Ellis. Hello, Jay Ellis. Yes, my name is Hansel. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't know what you on the T. You, you know, you're on a show here called The T. Mm-hmm. And people were like, is Jay in Top Gun? And then put a picture of a black man. Yeah. <laughs> An actor named Jay Ellis. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's that's RJ Ellis. <laughs> he, even if it were like, when he's not being a, a, a working actor in major motion pictures, he also does every other week a, a gay podcast, a gay, a gay podcast <laughs> called The T. Yeah, he's um he's known from Insecure, and I've got to figure out a way to distinguish my name from him for entertainment reasons. Which well, is I think when I'm you working on when you join SAG, rebrand is Gay Ellis. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> thinking go. about it. When you go on SAG, you're gonna have to, you're, you can't have the same name. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna call? I know, yourself? and I'm a must join, so I've got to I've got to figure out what I want to name myself. Are you gonna do like Jay? What's your middle name? Yeah, dual middle name Ryan. Which I don't oh, know. But I could be J.R. Ellis. That's a porn name. I could be J.R., but I don't like the three name for me. It doesn't seem correct. So we'll see. I, I've got some ideas, but we'll see what ends up I got happening. it. I got it. I got it. After Buzz TV's J. Ellis. <laughs> that's got a ring to it. Yeah, it's a network that no longer is around. Yeah, that sounds great. That's even better. <laughs> you're not going yeah. to be bothering you. Um, all right. Well, what you guys just missed is a long discussion on Just Between Us Girls, where we actually, I actually, I like those kinds of discussions, mostly because it was mostly me talking, but it was about our initial gay experiences, and it was a really, really good, insightful conversation. Great way to start, kick off Pride Month, uh, on Just Between Us Girls. Happy Pride, love is love. Hi, gay. Yeah. Thank God no one talked during that, because now we have a clip zero for next week. And uh, anyway, so yeah, so you can get that at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Now, Jay, whenever Jay's here, he likes to do his own plug for Afterthought Media. I don't know. I know I'm throwing this on you, Jay, but go ahead. Well, I mean, if people enjoy this episode of me guesting, there's a whole show called The Tea where it runs for the better half of the first part of the year. I know you're almost done. Yeah, I... (laughs) <laughs> I just got shivers thinking about that. Yeah. Um, where it's me, you, and former co-hosts on this podcast, Lori Roggenkamp, just doing like a panel show talking about our lives and what's going on in the world. Um, pretty topical usually, but we have stories from the past. So yeah, you guys can get that. I don't know what tier that is, but there's a lot it's of things basic going on. Tier. There's the Discord. 
which I need to sign on to now. But um, yeah, it's it's a great community and I urge everybody to be a part of it. It's a really good time. You know, it's really funny that you say that because the person taking over for you after all his other responsibilities are done is Nathan Brown is going to go on Genius Parade, which is the show that comes on after you leave the tea every year. It's a bit TBD though, isn't it, Joe? It's a bit, you know, we'll see. Genius Parade? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I thought, what? Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought. I think he's I, talking about I'm Drag Race Recap. you'll bump me. Of TBD? I mean, of, of, uh, of, of Genius Parade? <laughs> no, I don't. I want anyone to talk to except for Lori Rockenkamp. I think what well, you're worried about is that Taylor the Latte Boy is going to go last minute and be like, I'm the host of Drag Race Recap again. Totally. No, but Nathan, if he, I'm telling you, and I know Taylor will hear this, if he decides to do that, I should put together a compilation package of Taylor crying and sobbing <laughs> that he can't go to Target on Saturday mornings and Bed Bath and Beyond and that his life is ruined and it's horrible. Bubbly needs the vacuum. Yeah, but Bubbly needs the vacuum. He can't listen to his 80s music and, <laughs> yeah. and talk about the facts of life with Taffy. Yeah. And that he, he it, it's ruined his life. And then there's the moments on his own, own podcast where people are consoling him. And I'm like, uh, so you should actually do that compilation and just yeah. put it on the feed. Yeah, I'll just put it on the feed. Before, you know, when he, when, even when he's on, I'll just play it at the beginning of every episode, just so he knows. <laughs> just so he knows. Anyway, now I can talk about it. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Let me pretend here. So I can do for editing. I won't put this, I'll put this on the Patreon feed, but not in the public feed. Um, <clears throat> this week, okay, now we can really talk. So, uh, this, gu- this guy, this YouTube guy, writes to me yesterday, and he just got me in a good mood, okay? And he's like, hey, you know, I have this YouTube channel, I talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, and I would love to come on your show and, uh, you know, comment on RuPaul's Drag Race. I think your audience would love it. So I go to his YouTube channel, and sure enough, he has, is it a lot of followers for, in terms of YouTube? No, but it's like a decent amount where it's not like a guy talking to 10 people, right? I think he had like 50,000 subscribers or something like that, right? And I was like, okay. All go, Drag Race content? It's like all Drag he... Race content, but I look okay. at it, and he seems like a really nice, wholesome person. He's in that genre of drag, you know, like, we're nice and wholesome and everything's rainbows, you know? Yes, Mom of the House Down Boots. So I, uh, so I message him and I say, yeah, that could be fun, but have you listened to the show, uh, Tamar? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you seem a little too nice and wholesome for this show. And he goes, ha 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 ha. I've Never listened. <laughs> I've listened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who are you? He goes, I've listened. Um, and he's in England, by the way. He goes, I've listened. Yes, I know what your show is. Ha, ha, ha. So then I write back and go, well, the only other thing. That's fine. It's great. We'll have you on. I need a third. I could use you as a third co-host on All Star 7. But the only thing you know, that the guy I record with, he's in Australia. We record in the morning his time, which is 3 p.m. my time, which is 11 p.m. your time. Are you going to be able? And then we record for like two hours. Are you sure you're going to be okay with that? He's like, no. I can. So then like an hour goes by. It's really quick, and then like an hour goes by. And he writes back to me, he goes, no, that shouldn't be a problem. But um, I know at the beginning of your show, you always do this banter. And like you'll talk about things like fisting. Um, yeah. When I'm on, I want to be able to promote your show. Can you just not talk about anything dirty or anything like that? 
No and, promises. And then I was like, That's like asking the sky not to be blue. <laughs> so then I, uh, I, uh, I went to the, the expensive tier. They're my, uh, consigliere. You know, they're, they're consigliere's over there. And so I said, listen, this is a situation. What do you think? Cause actually what my original plan was, this fucker got saved to be honest with you by them was, I was not gonna. I was not gonna talk about fisting. I was to be very clean. But then I would never stop talking about how he asked me not to uh, be dirty. Sure, you know. And um, they said no. Just because they made it. Deckhead made a really good point, which is like, well, what kind of what would you get out of it? Because if his audience would be offended by fisting, if they go here in the episode before. Or two episodes ago, or three episodes ago, they're going to hear a talk about fisting, you know, or the next episode. Like, Wait, what you good remember, is it? like, 10, 15 minutes ago, Joe was talking about how he doesn't think he's a bully, but now we're seeing, <laughs> like, behavior of things that bullies might do. Wait, how is that a bully? Like, saying, uh, oh, no, I would never do that, and then be like, fist, 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 I like to fist. <laughs> My favorite song is Rise Up With Fist by Jenny Lewis. Like, as if... Not listening to what he wants, his wishes. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. But you're right. I probably would have bullied him on the show and been like, "Well, What's put my name? fist like, in the air." Fist. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Fist Unson. Yeah, <laughs> he likes fisting. He's being fisted right now on the show. Yeah, and they welcome uh, Nathan Brown, who used to be Nathan White, but got fisted so much now he's brown. Need <laughs> that. So I will say, I did. Cannon. I did tell some friends being like, you know, you can skip this episode. Well, just like the first time. Oh, did you, you really? <laughs> well, I got a text being like, wow, I'm glad to know that Lachlan doesn't want to be fisted. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, uh. yeah they learned a lot. Oh, okay. Well, best way to learn. It is the best way to learn. Well, it's out there now. Yeah. This week. <laughs> wait, there wait, we Jay, you know what, Jay? You just gave me an idea. Can I share the script with you and you do the script? Uh, you could, if you wanted me to. You can be the Jake. Yeah, yeah, you can be the Jake. <laughs> what privilege. Jake. Jake Ellis, that's your new name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Hold on, let me share it yeah. with you, Jay. This week, the girls improvise on the hit court show Fairytale Justice, and on the runway category is Spikes. Jinx Monsoon and the Vivian are named the top two all-stars of the week, and the Viv wins a legendary legend star before duking it out on a lip-sync battle for their legacies. After all said and done, the Vivian was named the winner of the lip sync and chose to block Monet Exchange. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's go across the Pacific and Atlantic and the Indian yeah. to Nathan. Nathan, what are two things you liked and one thing you didn't? Are they all the oceans? Did you fact check that? Or <laughs> <laughs> You're somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah, it's a body of water. Yeah. Um, okay, so, well, well, one thing I didn't like, let's just get that out front the challenge i thought it was horrible was anyone really calling for another like jersey justice like not me hated it went on forever i'm sure we'll talk about it two things i liked i guess i'll say the runway and officer cottontail the, the pit crew guy dressed as the bunny i enjoyed that that's it all right joe what did you think uh okay i like that rupaul looks like she's having fun you know i appreciate that that's one thing I'm not used to being on this end. So I'm like, oh, this is hard. The second thing that I have notes, though, I actually thought Jinx was really funny. I did not like the challenge like Jay. I mean, like Nathan. But I but I thought Jinx was funny. She was the standout one funny person in it. And then I did not like the runway theme. 
or the main challenge, the end. So uh, apart from the runway being the main challenge, everything else was great. <laughs> yeah, so you like been talking in the workroom beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Jay? You guys actually talked on on two things that I I, I actually liked the theme of the runway. I thought that everybody kind of had creative directions with the style of their drag. Like mm-hmm. this runway really felt like uh, each person went in the style of how we imagine their drag would be going. Yeah. Um. So, but I thought, I mean, my true standout was Viv. I thought that her outfit, that light blue with the studs, was fantastic. I've never seen her look any better. Um, and then I liked also Jinx. So Joe, I agree with you on that. But overall, I agree with Nathan. This challenge, nobody was asking for another improv challenge. I don't know why we get notorious, uh, terrible at no heightening and stopping a bit dead Michelle Visage for the judge when we could bring in like a Drew Drogi, a Sherry O'Terry, and anybody who is trained in improv. Yes. And I just, I think I would have. I would have changed this, the format of this challenge a little bit to make it a little bit more fun. So yeah, yeah was she wasn't fun. doing yes. And she was doing no, but yeah. Yes. And you're right. Well, there was even, you know, it's funny that you said, well, no, let's talk about this, but let me put a note to talk about this when we talk about the challenge. But yeah, like there's parts where you're like, let the bitch say her fucking joke, bitch. Yeah. It, it was tough because it's, I mean, a rule of improv is to not ask questions. And when you're responding to a question, it is, there is a style of improviser who can handle that. But a lot of them just, I don't know if it was, it seemed almost scripted at some points where it was more sketch than improv. And I don't know. It's just, it seemed like they had a, an outline of where we needed to end up so that they could all slap each other in the middle. I mean, everything on RuPaul's Drag Race ends with them slapping. I don't yeah. mm-hmm. Or making out. Exactly. I mean, it's always the button that they go for. So I just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Um, okay. After Jada's win, the queens congratulate Jada on her win, and Jada explains why she blocked Jinx. Meanwhile, Jinx plays up the secret of the plunger, stressing out the queens who have yet to be blocked. Do you guys have any discussions about that? Any thoughts? Well, I was sort of against the whole secrets of the plunger storyline the other day, but um, it's growing on me. Now I'm enjoying it. And I'm interested to see how long that'll last until there's just like one person who hasn't been blocked who's like, what the fuck's the secret? Yeah. yeah, I love that Jinx walked in with that, with that plunger extending the gag. It's just everything she does. So she walked in so funny. She's like, I don't know what this meant. She's like, well, it tea, well, it tea, well. And I was like, I, I thought she was so good. And she walked in and she was like, well, now I know the secret of the plunger. And they're like, oh my God. It's going to end though when there's a person like who's not a good actress and she's like, Hey guys, I, oh yeah, that's sweet. And they were like, oh, okay, it's not real. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be Monet, this next one, where she's going to be like, okay, I, the gig is up. Yeah. Uh, I, agree. I mean, this is an example of heightening and yes, anding everybody is just continuously proving this joke and like stressing out the other girls. It's a really fun gag to see at the start of every episode. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, this whole weird definition thing where it was like, she's trying to say, she goes, let's be vindicated or she'll, is it validation? They're like, no, it's validation. And she goes, what's vindication? And Evie is so confident. <laughs> and she goes, it's revenge. <laughs> and I go, no, it's not. No, but you know yeah, what? She's thinking of vengeance. Yeah, I think you're right because yeah. I go, let me go look. And here, the, the uh, vindication is the Webster's actual- dictionary defines. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm reading it's it right like now. It's a bad wedding speech. Yeah, it it, uh, it means the action of clearing someone of blame. Because I was like, that's not what I looked it up. Because I was like, it's not vindication, dumb Evie Oddly. Anyway, those are my only notes on that part. Sorry, sorry, Jay. We should actually we should test Lori to see if she knows the difference between all three to see if she's ready to be an SAT prep teacher. 
Lori, who will drop in, um, what are the words? There are some words that Lori will always use. One of them is like. Wassling. Wassling. Then there's like, um, I said it the other day. I'm like, oh, it's not an episode till Lori drops this word. She has like two or three buzzwords that she's always going to drop. Oh, someone said she says invariably. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, those were my only thoughts on that part, Jay. All right. Well, so we're going to keep going on with the next day. Jinx plays UK Hun on the ukulele, and Jada points out that Monet has a star but has not been blocked. The one of the winners who has not been blocked. RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge: Fairy Tale Justice, a court show oh, relegating fairy tale wrongdoings before Judge Michelle Visage. As the winners of last week's challenge, Trinity and Jada are team captain choose their teams accordingly. We kind of already talked about our thoughts on the challenge, but did you guys think that the strategy of who each captain picked was a good, is that who you would have picked for your team or who would have been your first pick, I guess is a better question. First pick Jinx. And I kind of agree that Evie and Raja would be last. Joe. Well, again, it was one of these things I've seen this in other episodes. It was like, why is Jada making such strong choices and like Trinity, like Trinity's first one was Shay. And I was like, I wouldn't pick Shay to be first. That was like a weird choice. I also, I'm, I'm wondering because it's, I, you weren't technically rated as a group or like, I guess, graded as a group. So would I want Jinx on my team if she's making me look bad because she's a star performer? I'm wondering if it's better to kind of fluff your team with maybe the not so greats to make you stand out maybe a little bit better in the judge's eyes. But I don't think that was the strategy going on. I think, I don't know about this. Yeah, you're right. They weren't, but I feel, and I mean, this, now this is in hindsight, I feel Jinx, I mean, I don't, I don't want to tip my hand a little bit, but I feel that the Jinx sketch was better than the other one. And, uh, and I think it's because Jinx helped carry it more. So maybe you do want Jinx on your team. I feel yeah. Jinx, it was this well, yeah, one. She was a very strong, mm-hmm, a strong backbone to the whole scene, which really established the characters quickly, like without even meeting Jada or, um, who came in for the Monet? Thank you, Monet. You kind of knew who she was, and kind of like what the storyline was. Wait, going to be. let's do it right now. Let's do it right now, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over as host just for a second. Jay, Bitch. Nathan, you guys are the team yeah. captains for this sketch. Let's see how it would have shaped out if you guys were the team captains. <laughs> a team uh, just random. So, <laughs> so Nathan, since you're our, since you are from far away, we'll let you go first. Who are you picking? Sure, uh, I'll go Jinx. Uh, okay, wait, hold on. Let me write this down here. I like this here. It's tough because we just saw their performances, but I'm going to try to base it off of what I knew of the queens before this. Okay. So yeah, I would same. have gone with Trinity. Oh, okay. That would have been my next one. Uh, well, I will go with Vivian oh, because I'm basing it off of the performances that I've just watched. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vivian was going to be my next one. I actually think Jada is funny even when she doesn't mean to be so jada would be my next pick okay interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay then i will go monet oh okay. because i think she'd be a bit of a flop and like you said jay with strategy i could outperform monet mm-hmm. oh interesting all right jay who are you going with who do we have left shay raja evie yep oh i know nathan really is going to want evie <sighs> Um, I think I would, God, Shay, I, I think actually Raja, I would go Raja. Okay, so we, now it's down to Shay and Evie. Nathan? Yeah, I'll go Shay. 
Yeah. What? Oh, really? Over Eevee? Oh, are we, are we interrupting something? Did someone get a message just then? <laughs> something about the queen. public holiday. The queen. <laughs> She's dead. The Jubilee. <laughs> so on Team Nathan, it's Jinx, Vivian, Monet, and Shay. It's a pretty strong team. And Jay is Trinity, Jada, Raja, Evie. That's also a very strong team. Both very, very strong teams. Not as I think Nathan would win challenge. Oh, you do? You damn right. Vivian and Jinx, I think, on the same team would have been. I mean, I maybe because it's fresh in my head, but UK, I just watched season one to mm. learn who Vivian was because I had not seen that season, yeah. and she's a she's standout. Like she's great in that first season of Drag Race UK. So I think that her and Jinx together would have been just magic to watch. I think that would have been fun. Well, since I'm still the host right now, before I turn it over again, yeah. why don't we take a break? And when we come back, Jay will finish off the episode. Okay, we're back in the workroom. <laughs> and the teams read through the characters and assign roles on Team Jada. Evie will play the Big Bad Wolf. Jada will play Twiggly, a vapid model. Monet is Hamela, a defender of the Big Bad Wolf. And Jinx is Spare Rib, a bitchy millennial. For Team Trinity, Raja will portray Grandma Hood, a sexually active older lady. Shay is Mama Bear. Trinity is playing the Witch. And Viv is Goldilocks, a master manipulator. Uh, let's talk about this section. Uh, did you like the roles that they took or would you have placed somebody in a different spot uh, uh, nathan go you, you go first i have no thoughts on that i mean who really cares and i was just confused like it's improv but then they're clearly just writing a script at this point right it seemed like that yeah i also think that uh they're giving a very generous edit two or three seasons of the flagship show we've seen girls audition for the parts fight over <laughs> the parts be stubborn about getting the parts so i don't know if they were told what they were going to actually get, but it seemed very like, I'll take that. I, I think I just want this one. And nobody was like, Oh, I was actually kind of eyeing that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that one? too. Cause it seems like the costumes were provided and it I was thinking seemed- who else would the little jumpsuit that she was wearing. Was yeah. Like, mm. like you're not yeah. cramming the Vivian into that jumpsuit. And not to not body shame. The, the props that we had over Jada and Monet, like the, the uh, snout blended with their skin tone very well. So I, maybe they just had a table full of them, but like Jinx's looked perfect. So did Jada and Monet. So I'm wondering if they had time to, to match the paint. Monet's looked a bit crunchy. Like oh, it was okay. like the, a bit flappy at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, well, yeah. Okay. But the others but the looked color, yeah, perfect. The tone. The color, the tone was great. Joe, do you have any thoughts on this? You know, you made a good point, but these workroom moments are very just nothing happens. It's just like, you're right. It's just like, I want this role. Well, I want the same role. Well, I'll take the other role then. Okay. And I'll take that role. And it's like, (laughs) it's so like, oh, okay. It was like perfect. It was like, there was no, there was no, everyone loves each other. Everyone's great. There's no, nothing. I'm still, I don't get it though. I'm still entertained though. I was never hating the episode. I think that's like a, a hats off to the cast because no matter what they're doing, even if they're just like hanging out in the workroom, it's a, mm-hmm. they're, they're a good time. Like they're just fun to watch. Yeah. But yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, let's just go to the, the challenge in the fairy tale justice where the queens show off their improv skills on fairy tale justice, which is kind of a mashup of like a judge Judy people's court, like a playoff of those. So yeah. uh, we'll start with blow the house down boots. 
in this send-up of the three little pigs, two of the pigs are suing the big bad wolf for blowing down their house. But in a surprise twist, their sister comes in the defense of her boyfriend, the big bad wolf, despite the fact that he's cheated on her with her sisters. Uh, Joe, let's start with you. Yeah. What did you think overall of the whole, I guess, improv, the whole sketch, the whole challenge? And let's talk about Michelle in here, too. So each each of these scenes, they would complicate it more and more. But when it was just Michelle talking to Jinx, it, so that was smart to have Jinx go first. I thought the Jinx part was very easy to follow. It was very funny. I think she did a really good job as the millennial. And then they brought in Jada, and it was still good. Then Evie comes in as the big bad wolf. I, I think if I was Evie, I would have gone with the original Boogeyman characterization, because that guy was really fucking sexy. I was like, how would anybody find this guy sexy? He seems like a crazy homeless person outside of a liquor store who's going to ask you for money. I did not think he was sexy at all. And I thought Evie as the boogeyman was so fucking sexy. Okay. And um, and then, like a lot, Jay would know this, you know, Sun- Nathan's in Sunday Company, but like, yeah. but Jay, you know, would know this, is um, the sketch then des- descended into madness. Like, I, I once Monet end- entered... I have no idea what happened after that sketch. It got really, she slept with them. And then how did the sketch even end? They slapped each other and then they hugged. I think the three women or the three pigs hugged outside of the, the courtroom. And like they, they reconciled their relationship. If I remember. Yeah. Why did they have that extra thing with, the extra thing with Rue, who was like, clearly that's what she wears when she gets ready for the day. And then just put the ears on her. flops. Horrific. Yeah. And I want to like say Rue in flats. The Spock ears were funny to me. Yeah. And then they had those moments. I mean, it's the better of the sketches in my brain. Was it great? No. It but was you're funny. right. Like, it, it didn't make any sense because we were told that Big Bad was countersuing, but then we, did, we didn't get any resolution on how the countersue went. I know. I think you're being funny, but I think you're right. No. It was hard to follow. <laughs> it, once Monet answered, I, couldn't, I could not follow what was going on. And they were like... With the critiques at the end, they were like, Monet, you just entered and you were so... We knew who you were straight away. And I was like, she really just slumped on in. She didn't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's tough when you... The more voices you add into a scene, the harder it is to be heard. And I think that we noticed that Jinx was so confident in her character that she was happy to sit back and throw in a quip, almost like a snatch game where... Mm you find your space to insert yourself and have like a really powerful pop when you're so loud and arguing and people are talking over each other, no jokes are going to land because no, I mean the whole point of improv is to listen to the other person. And I don't, I think toward the end, too many voices were in there and we were kind of spiraling down the drain into craziness. So I don't think that we got any funny parts at the very end of the scene. Now, Jay, you're uh, an improv and sketch expert. Now you're no Lori rocking camp, but um, <laughs> let me ask you this though, like, cause you had said you complained about Michelle. I have an example in the next sketch, but were there anything where, where you felt Michelle was stopping the progression of the sketch or, or hampering it? Uh, I think instead of heightening and her saying, uh, like encouraging with, uh, instead of asking questions, she could have been like, you, you sued for $50,000. What, on what grounds do you have? Like, are you, and then she should have provided an example. Like, are you suing because, um, you know, you're pissed off that you slept with spare rib and like to Mm -hmm. almost to give like Evie something to stand on instead of cutting them off at the knees and coming up with a whole nother beat on their own. So Michelle just needed to really help heighten and get into the, the fray of it all instead of just kind of like telling them to calm down, which is the opposite of (laughs) instead of heightening the scene, she was like, let's lower it down again. And I'm going to kind of start us back at zero. Kind of like Evie with the vindication. She's so self-confident that she's doing the right thing. 
and that she's there as sort of the ringleader. And meanwhile, you're telling me, yeah, like she's no, she was doing the opposite of that. Right. And I think Michelle's funny on her own. I just I don't think that she is an improviser. Like that's mm-hmm. not her her lane. And I don't know. I mean, they do include her in these every once in a while. Like if she wants to give punch ups on their their roast or something, she'll know she knows what RuPaul likes in that instance. But for an improv challenge, like I don't see her coming in for a snatch game, like on the work the workroom walk around and being like, "So what are you going to do here?" And you know, it just seems like she's not the best coach or kind of uh, moderator for this style of thing. Nathan, you have a background in comedy and theater. What are what are your thoughts here? I was sort of feeling like it was more of an improv sketch for Michelle than anyone else (laughs) because she was responding and just letting them do their script that they'd worked out. And so, yeah, I think you're right, Jay. She should have been heightening. But also, she's a terrible actress when she's like, what? That happened? And it's like, oh, yeah. fuck off, Michelle. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, don't say that. I'm going to uh, take all my acting notes from her from this episode. <laughs> yeah. My next audition, my next self-tape. So, Joe, you you kind of already tipped your hand, but you said this was the stronger improv. Nathan, what did you think on, on first watch? Did you enjoy I, your time here? No, no, I hated every single moment of it. <laughs> the only time I laughed was when at the at the end bit with Rue when Jinx's ear fell off and oh, she yeah. said you'll have to speak up I'm you know I've lost half my hearing that's the only time I enjoyed it so and- quick so good also I didn't say I enjoyed it it was the better of the two right well you know I'm I'm giving you some words you Thank loved you. it it's your favorite thing that they've ever done on the show. I'm nominated. I'm sending right. it for the Emmy package. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was blow the house down boots. So we're going to move on to the next sketch then, and we can, or the next improv, and we can kind of, I guess, draw comparisons if we want. So mm-hmm. this one was She Done Already Done Had Hearses, which was uh, a fairy tale parody. Mama Bear is suing Goldilocks for eating her porridge. And when Goldilocks owns own mother accuses her of being an imposter Goldilocks switches into several accents. Then a witch comes in for no apparent reason. And then Goldilocks runs out of the courtroom with the wolf so let's go ahead and dissect this one i think joe you went first last time so let's go to nathan on this one what were your thoughts for this one it was terrible i'd rather watch shakespeare or breast world i thought it was so <laughs> shit. well don't okay, well, don't get crazy now shakespeare yes yeah. breast world i'm not sure i'd rather watch breast world really I'm sorry. oh my like, god the only redeeming quality of it it was like i guess it's kind of into the woods ish how they merged all the fairy tale characters into one like all right they thought about it for more than 3 seconds the end um but you know Who's i just enjoyed trinity <laughs> you'd like trinity okay just because she's the only one that had like a tiny little element of improvisation there with the share thing where she went oh you know i do <laughs> yeah. love her oh yeah she gave it a character like she's known to do. Joe, what about you? What was your Well, Nathan's – yeah. So Trinity was super funny. She did that weird walk where she would like twirl or something. That was really funny. That was my favorite part of yeah. her. Um, but going back to the Michelle thing, I just want to shit on Michelle a little bit more, is uh-huh. um, Raja is doing her bit as the grandma and she says, I live at, at uh, Shady Pines, which is over the – meadow and and then michelle's like through the woods i know where it is and i was like i know <laughs> give her her line like yeah. let's step off her neck. <laughs> i know but why is she like that and that to me was a good example of just like why was michelle interrupting her and trying to move on like yeah. let the fucking bitch do her bit you know yeah but i still as much as i thought trinity was funny i had no idea what the point of the witch was well and also of- like Michelle, as a judge, you can't be really impartial when you're friends with the other witch. 
Like they're buddies. They dress the same. I was like, you, you're not an impartial judge. Wait, Nathan, can you take Why? your headphones off for a second? Jay, I love that Nate, Nathan thinks that it's a real courtroom show and that he's worried about how impartial Michelle is. Okay, Nathan, you can put your headphones back on now. Listen, my, my deal with small claims court is, you know, <laughs> they- I wouldn't put up with it at all, you know? If I went in if I saw, there- If I was a judge and I saw yeah. someone step in here with my clothes, yeah, I'd leave. Yeah. I went once, I went to small claims court, I was suing Maleficent for putting me to sleep. <laughs> and uh, the the wicked stepmother from uh, Cinderella was the was the judge, and I was like, I'm not going to put up with this shite, you know. I'm going to get out of here. I think logic matters. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. There there was a big loophole in this in this thing. Why why was Trinity dressed like her? What I don't I didn't get that joke. And where did she get it? How did she know what Michelle was wearing? Like what I, I had so many questions about that. Why was she there? What was the point of the character? Because the other one, I could tell you. So, like, we're going to bring in a surprise witness. This is the other one. This is the house down boots mama or whatever. And Monet was actually their sister, but she was dating the wolf and he'd been sleeping with her and she got mad. Okay, so you can follow the logic. And I can follow. Why was the grandma there testifying on behalf of the mama bear? Um, And then... And then the witch comes in for no re- And why was the wolf there? Okay, well, let me explain that for you. Okay. So, I, yeah. Vivian's character, she was she was Little Red Riding Hood. She yeah. was Hansel and Gretel. And, and both, she yeah. was um, the other one. What's that other one? Goldilocks. Goldilocks. And so she ate Shay's porridge. She ate Trinity's porch swing. And I think she said- Wait, she ate her Trinity- her fucked the wolf or something or got it eaten by the wolf. Wait, she ate yeah. Trinity's porch swing? Yes, because it was a gingerbread house. Yeah. Oh, oh that's why she was. She's like a scammer, and oh, she basically- oh, so there's three different fairy tales. Okay, so yes. there's Goldilocks yes. with the mama bear. Then there's Little Red Riding Hood with the grandma because she said that, I thought the wolf ate you. Okay, ha ha ha. So I think that's like a slander type yeah, yeah, storyline there. That she ate yeah, her pussy. Here we yeah. go with the legal terms. And then they brought in the wolf. Why wouldn't that be three? Di- How many lawsuits do you know where it's like, Jay, I'm suing you for this, but I'm also bringing in Lori. She's suing you for something completely different. And yeah. then another person well, suing you for something completely different. It's a class action. So, you know. <laughs> so this is where I would have changed the challenge into calling witnesses up instead of having it be plaintiff and defendant for everything. I, I could have tweaked this to make it be like a cross counter, you know, like somebody is maybe the lawyer gets a closing argument, like to make it more instead of doing a judge duty or like where it's a small claims, like people's court, mm-hmm. having it be like a trial, because we all know these fairy tales. I mean, I guess Joe just learned about who every Hansel and Gretel and Goldilocks and stuff were. Well, no, <laughs> hold on for confused. a second. Cause now I'm thinking this out in my head. What would have been funnier is if they would have had the original Goldilocks thing, right? But they couldn't, because mm-hmm. they want them all yelling at each other at the end. So they have the original Goldilocks. They decide, let's say, for Mama Bear. Mama Bear sits down in the courtroom. They leave and they go, next case. <laughs> and it's Raja comes in. She's a grandmother. She's accusing. I don't even know what the grandma's accusing her of doing. And then the, the, the same person, Vivian, comes in as Little Red Riding Hood. And then Michelle, uh, comedy, you know, comedy empresario Michelle goes, wait, didn't I just see you on the last case? And she's like, no, I did not. No, that wasn't me. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, and then they decide the case, and they come back, and then it's um, the witch, and she ate her porch swing, and then she goes, wait, I literally just saw you. 
And she's like, no, you didn't. I'm yeah. Hansel and Gretel, you know? Yeah. And also, like, the witch was ultimately going to eat the kids. So it's like, you lose a porch swing, swings and roundabouts when you're going to eat people. True. Also, couldn't you just bake, bake another porch swing if it's just made of gingerbread? Of course. You don't know how hard that is. Don't joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> we spent far too long. So uh, do we all agree that this was the weaker improv yeah, because then the end of this sketch is they all hug it out, and then for no apparent reason, Goldilocks sneaks out with the wolf. That was, I think that that was, they were both being persecuted, so they were like, let's just get out of this group hug. Like, that was supposed to be the button on that scene. But then they go to the oh. hallway, which, what did you guys think of, I mean, any standouts from the hallway scene? No. No. Trinity's walk towards the door and then pushing the door, and she goes, wrong way. <laughs> and then she pulls it. <laughs> That was the funniest part to me, but I thought also, her walk, when, her physicality, she's just when, like really devoted. When Jinx walked in and kept closing the door because it kept opening, that was very funny. Yes. Yeah. The good old set. Yeah. So this, this was the weaker one to me. I think you're right. I think they need, they probably called Evie in because they were like, we can't end this sketch. We don't know how to end it. And like, we're going to need you to just be there because Evie, there was no point. Why would Evie be there? Good point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, the one thing I'll say is that it was a smart move to make it fairy tales because everybody grew up knowing at least one of these things. So we knew the characters without it being too, you know, it, instead of the improv one where we had, uh, I think it was season all stars. Which one was Mayhem and Blair on? Was that five? Mayhem and Blair is the new cop show I'm, I'm producing for um, Quibi. <laughs> the what? Quibi. I'm, yeah, She's for Quibi. Bad. I'm doing a show for Quibi called Uh-oh. Mayhem and Blair. And it's a cop yeah. show. I think it's it was two drag queens. Where they were, they were TMZ and they were caught by paparazzi. That was the oh, last yeah, yeah, was yeah. season. It was, yeah. it was All Stars 5. And I mean, this one, at least I think it was a little bit more fun than that one. But these scenes went on for far too long. I thought, you know like, what would have been good minutes. too? If they would have put the other ones who weren't up, the other sketchy people in the audience, at least they could have maybe like chimed in with little quips, which would have been kind of funny to sort of heighten the scene. That way, you know, you could have Jinx chime in on this. And then other, vice versa. We could have heard, um, you know, Shay's fantastic jokes, you know, chiming in on their other sketch. All one of them. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was, but they were both terrible, but this was the weaker one. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on to the runway, Dave. So, um, the queens are putting the finishing touches on their look and Raja names the Vivian, the standout of their team, which was, I thought really sweet that they had this time to kind of decompress before getting ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada introduces Shay to Tahin. And Monet and Raja speak in a secret language. Finally, the queens discuss the platinum plunger and the apparent pattern in picking the perfect person to pocket the pretend prize. Look at like her! Look I at know, her! That's great. That vocal warm-up worked. Uh, let's go with Nathan. So any thoughts on runway day, kind of the, the pre-talk before we get to the runway? No, it, there's really nothing to say about these little workroom scenes. That I just, I enjoy the strategy chat. And how they talked about the pattern of the blocker becoming the blocky. And I was like, I think that would have been mixed up this episode before I saw what happened. I was like, I don't think Jada's getting blocked. And she didn't. So nothing really to say. Yeah. Joe. Well, okay. Am I wrong that they were there was too much praise for Goldilocks? I didn't think it was that good. They were like, oh. Mama. Oh, my God. I know. Vivian. It was. If they want good accent work, just listen to the Sydney gays. Oh, they, they, that, <laughs> that Vivian probably listens to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, let's talk about the tahin moment. It, this was product placement, right? For what product? Tahin. Oh, so you don't know weird. what tahin is? No. Is it a brand? Yeah, it's a brand. Oh. 
It's yeah. a brand and a pro- almost like Kleenex is like synonymous with yeah. tissue paper now. Like tahini is a combo of like a chili powder that usually you put on rims of something to cut like a spicy margarita. <gasps> oh no no, you only oh. put it on fruit. You put it on fruit too. Or so the, the Mexican oh, okay. put like fruit. In the- Would you uh, call me? Yeah, Jada. Jada's not wrong here. Tahini is fantastic, and uh, it works with certain fruits. There's, there's very specific fruits and vegetables it works with. Okay, Joe getting paid by Big Tahini. No, no 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 no. Oh, Evie. Yeah, Evie. It was. Uh, Evie had a really good take on it when she described it. It's like it's sour, it's salty, it's spicy, it uh it's everything. And it's a condiment, and you can buy it. And um you know what, Nathan? I'm gonna send you some. Sure. Do It'll you cost like mango me forty five dollars. I do. Mango, oh, you do. Mango and tahini is oh. kind of like the star. Yeah. Mango tahini. You know what else too? Hickama with like lime juice and tahini or um, cucumber. Uh, cucumber, hickama, mango's fantastic. Pineapple, watermelon. All those like summery fruits. Oh my god. All the fruits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't know if I an apple. Do a shot of it? Like, oh no, apple. Okay. I have tahini here, not here in the room. But I, should, I should probably. Oh! Pause and go get it, and then do a shot in front of us. Okay. If I would wake you up, it's kind of like a spicy sweet sour. It's kind of everything they eat. What are you trying to say here? Am I being sleepy right now? Uh, You didn't want to read the script. Outsource your duties, yeah. I'm taking you to fairy tale court. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Joe, do you have. Joe Joe is back. You can cut all that. I have the tea. I took the cap off. Here it is. This is what Jada was talking about. Tahine. Wow, tahine. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think she licked her hand like a like a like a shot. Like a, can you do it in your mouth like a whipped cream can? I don't know. How I do that, but oh, he's doing like a salt shaker. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh that's a lot. All right, here we go. So I'm gonna lick it. Wow. Oh, oh his eyes just bulged out. She's not wrong. Oh, he went back for seconds. It's good. Uh, Are you going to sneeze? No, it's really sour. It's really good, though. Wow, that was great. (laughs) And so I'm going to send... It's going to cost me $50, but I'm going to (laughs) send this little... um, Lightly used. No, not this one. Not not this one. I'm going to go get a brand Uh new one, and I'm going to send it to Nathan Brown over there in Australia. And you can entertain all your friends. It is very, very... Now, I will say... It was. It is different when you do it raw, like that, like straight up. Because when you when put you it in the fruit, it, yeah. yeah. When you raw it, when you put it in the fruit, you don't get the sour notes as much. Okay. So I think the sour with the mango, the, the super sweet mango, watermelon, whatever, balance out the sour. I love that we've talked about this three second clip from this show like for twenty minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think did we've they just do product over fairy tale justice? So did they do product placement or no? You think? Yeah. Oh, go yeah. take a drink from your house. Blend. Yeah. Whatever cocktail. It came out this, of nowhere. Is this thing. interior illusions? It looks like my living room. Yeah, and then like Evie had like the perfect definition. She's like, it's a spice mix that's sour and spicy and all kinds of different flavors going on all at once. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Very all right. Let's get back though. to RuPaul's tahini race. Yeah. 
All right, so then after the runway day, or I guess in the runway day, we go to the actual runway. So let's go to the looks, which is spikes on the runway. On the main, oh, well, let's talk about the looks first before we get into the final thing. So did you guys have any standouts or how do you want to go through it? Do you want to list? We're going to go through one by one. We're going to do toot and boot. Oh, toot and boot. Perfect. Okay. So you have the list. I do not. So Joe, why don't you take control of your own show again? Okay. Why don't we do this? So why don't, so we're going to the looks and that's good because you'll see why. Oops. Stopped it for a second. You'll see why. So let's start with Jada Essence Hall. Do you have the looks in front of you, Jay? Are you able to reference them? I remember them. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's start with Jay. He was doing a fantastic job hosting. But Jay, uh, tutor boot on Jada Essence Hall. I loved the makeup. I loved the outfit. I thought she is killing the runway. So this was a major toot for me. Okay. Nathan? Totally agree with Jay. Big toot for me. Mm. Toot. <gasps> I don't like the category, so I don't like spikes. I didn't like it. Okay, but it's the category. So I don't, it's a boot. I don't like the look. <laughs> so they're all going to be boots then. Didn't say that. All right, next we have we have Jinx Monsoon. Let's start with you, Nathan. This one I actually am going to boot it because I thought it. I liked the concept, but it was ugly. Like it's an ugly brown dress with a horrible yellow and white wig. Like mm-hmm. cute idea, but ugh. All right, Nathan. I mean Jay. I liked the, uh, like, chest up. I thought that the way she did spikes was very jinx, like Michelle said. I liked the hair, the makeup. I did not like the material of the dress, and I didn't like brown on her. So uh, I'm going to go, like, with a soft boot. This one, too. I thought she looked fantastic. It was a two. All right, next we have Monet Exchange. J. Ellis, Monet Exchange. Uh, this was the two jackets sewn together. With some spikes along it. Uh, it was just okay. And since it's middle of the road. Actually, I really liked her hair. So I think that brings it up to a soft toot for me. Okay. Nathan? Yeah, the hair and the, the touches all together, I think, lets me give it a big toot. Mm. It was a boot. It was horrible. I didn't like it. Because you yeah. don't like spikes, yeah. I don't like spikes. Next, Evie Oddly. We'll start with you, Nathan. I'm going to toot it. For once, I think I'm tooting Evie. She's got this, like, alien bug look thingy. It was cool. It was kind of like what someone, I think, did on Spain just a few weeks ago. But I think when it's a category like this, it suits Evie going weird. So I'm tooting. Jay? Yeah, she definitely had her brand on the runway there. Um, I thought that the standout was the shoe. Um, Come on, shoe. Overall, her shoe. I had no issue, uh, no issue with the shoe, and her makeup was awesome, but overall it was just a, a, a bodysuit, so I'm going to go with the boot. Nathan? Jay? It was a toot. It was a soft toot, but it was a toot nonetheless. Trinity, the tuck. Let's start with you, Jay Ellis. Tutor boot. I wanted to like this more than I did. It kind of got muddied. Like, there was a lot of details that weren't crisp for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked her story. Um, but it still was a, a boot for me. All right. Nathan? This was my top two. I loved it. Seeing that big stake through the heart. I'm a big vampire guy, so I enjoyed it a lot. Jay? Nathan? That was a boot, I'm on the board, man. bitch. I didn't like it. All right, the Viv. What do you think there, Nathan? Um, yes, this was good. Oh, spikes everywhere in that blue catsuit with the giant shoes. I, I'm going to toot it, but I think it's funny 
that last week she's like, I never wear blue. I'm taking a risk by wearing blue. And then she's done blue for the last three runways. So I was like, okay, bitch. Jay? Um, I know I'm going to contradict myself because this is a bodysuit, but this was fantastic. I thought the studs were placed perfectly. And I think the Viv was the standout of this runway for me. So I'm going to go a shoot. <gasps> yep. I agree. It was, to me, this is the top two of the week. All right. Next, we have Raja. Let's start with you, Jay Ellis. Raja. Raja, I mean, it's clear. Raja can do no wrong for me when it comes to this stuff. So she is a, a boot. Or, sorry. <laughs> boot myself. She's a two, a grand toot. I loved it. Nathan? Yeah, this was a toot. I don't know how to describe the look, but I liked it. So I'm tooting it. Very strong look. Raja's been bringing the looks. It's a toot. All right, finally, we have Shay Coulee. We'll wrap things up with you, Nathan. What, 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 what are your thoughts here? Um, this was a mild toot for me, like a very mild toot. Could have been a boot. I don't think the outfit was that great, but her like fairy alien type makeup was what took it over the line for me into toot territory. Jay? Yeah, this wasn't a strong week for me for Shay, which normally she's kind of top of the pack. And um, this one was... I would give it a two because she's always going to look stunning, but it wasn't my favorite on the run runway for sure. So a very soft two. It was a boot. It's horrible. She's not been bringing the looks. She's been mediocre this entire season. And um, no, think- her crowning her the crown her opening look. Was- <laughs> I can talk. Yeah, you're not a bully. <laughs> he bully. <laughs> you're a mean girl. You're a bitch. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the looks? <clears throat> no? no, no. I thought I thought Rue looked good. She sort of oh, looked like Trinity in her look from week one, but yes. she looked really good. And that wig and is fantastic. Yeah, the wig I, was really good. I love when Rue goes into that platinum white blonde instead of blonde. I think that it just it goes so great with her skin and her mm-hmm. like the height that she had with this hair this week was so nice. It was it was really good. Let me. Yeah. I was gonna bring this up in my notes later, but let's do it now because it has to do with the looks. Nathan, for sure. I, I don't think you. I'd be shocked, but I would say the audience would be shocked, surprising too. RuPaul made a very local Southern California joke. Jade, you know what I'm talking about here? No. What did she say? She went, "You're quilling me, Larry." Um. Do you even know Quill? that joke, Jay? Is that no? I don't. I mean, oh, there were these radio ads, also TV ads for sit and sleep. And the premise is it's a local Southern California mattress chain. And it always that the guy was so crazy that his accountant would be like getting a heart attack or something. He'd be like, you're killing me, Larry. Right. That sounds like it would have played when I was watching People's Court on Channel 9, KCAL 9. It was definitely early 2000. So about like 2010 or 12 or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. And, um, but yeah, like, oh my God, what a bizarre local obscure joke she just made right now. Right. Well, they always think Dr. Sizmore from New York, the subways. Oh. Is that where it's from? Spike her. I don't even know her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michelle always goes, thank you, Dr. Sizmore. And that's like a very well-known New York commercial. Oh, is that where it came? I never knew what they were talking about there. Okay. The other thing, there's another weird reference. This is now, this is more open, but let me do a quiz here. Nathan, at one point, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman talked about trying to do a redemption arc here vindication uh-huh. arc. <laughs> um he goes you spike me you really spike me uh for okay yeah sally field's oscar okay. speech all right. right i didn't know how yeah that's right did you know that jay 
Yeah. Okay. I don't That's know like one famous. of the most famous. It is, but, I, but with the younger people, I don't know, like, you know. Also, Michelle made a, a, a joke um, about Valentina. I think someone had a mask on. Yeah, I'd like to leave it on, please. And they edited in the fakest laugh. Like, in other words, they edited clearly other people's laughs from something else. <laughs> like that Daytox laugh where she's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, jump in the car, jump out. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> that whole thing that Fifi was doing where she was like, mama, you can, like, she was trying to like, come to her Chola character. It was really bizarre. It made no sense. I would have to ask Fifi what. The logic was of that bit. <laughs> the only thing I remember about that is Coco giving her a key and says, "Here's a key." <laughs> <laughs> oh, All Stars Two. I mean, this is up there for me with All Stars Two. But man, yeah. what a great season that was. This might be the hopefully one clunker because it looks like next week is more open to their comedy abilities than this one was. You know, when they put them in these stupid situations. I have a plug for your Patreon, Joe. Yeah. Is that All-Stars 2 foot footage, the the thing that we recorded, is that still live on Patreon? Sure is. You can hear Joe and I discuss, dissect, and disseminate All-Stars 2. Yeah, you sure can. Get some vindication and validation while you're there. All right, that's going to do it for the looks. Jay, are you done hosting? Uh, why don't you do the main, the last section here? All right, on the main stage, RuPaul names Jinx and the Vivian the top two all-stars of the week. Due to her block status, Jinx... Oh, come on. What song? Stop. I guess I should take right. over. Yeah, I know. Jinx does not receive a legendary legend star, but the Vivian claims her first before battling out in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. The song, Love Will Save the Day by Whitney Houston... After the lip sync, the Vivian is named the winner and uses the platinum plunger to block Monet Exchange. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Why don't we start on top with the guy from Down Under, Nathan Brown? Nathan, any any final? Have you given all your thoughts? Anyone have about the lip sync? Any thoughts you didn't get to give out during the show because Jay was a rude yeah. host? There's a few things um, I want to talk about. So Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, yeah, he you mentioned it earlier. He was totally overcorrecting, right after yeah. Canada. Yes, one hundred percent. You know what? I- I didn't need to see him again. Like, we all thought he was fun and hot at first, and then he overstayed his welcome. And, like, really, like, in Untucked, he comes back and he talks oh, he to does. the queens. And I'm like, you're not Cameron Diaz. You you were just on, like, Unreal, a show that ended six years ago, and you were just, like, a supporting player. Like, you're not you're not top dog, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. I'm sick of you. Do you want to jump in on that, Jay? Uh, uh, I know he beat out my friend for a role in the... Uh... There's a remake of is it Doogie Howser or something? He's on a he was on a network show, so that's all. Oh, I know that'll about get him. that'll get canceled in a week. I don't really have any thoughts on him though because I'm not soured on him from Canada's Drag Race. I didn't mm-hmm. watch, but so my he only real be. exposure with him is he pops in for the the Bachelor parody and whatever all those are. So, but yeah, it seemed like they wanted to kind of retcon his appearances. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was being way too nice. Like they're all being nice, but he was overdoing it. But I think they're trying to show you maybe they're not maybe they're the the show's not good with Todrick Hall because they they have not done that for Todrick Hall. He's been gone for a while, right? A few seasons. Yeah, he's been on. Oh yeah, he's toxic now. You can't touch him. Yeah, toxic calls. Yeah, that's to be his name. Any other final thoughts there, Nathan? Yeah, totally. So what's with um, Rue saying she doesn't remember the girl from Trinity's audition tape? I'm like, you don't even remember Jinx's name. Like, of yeah, course you don't remember that. <laughs> Why are you bringing that up? And um, with the lip sync. 
Yeah. I loved that Viv had an actual instrument lined up. It always yeah. sort of kills me when they do air instruments. And so to have the real thing, I thought that was a nice touch and something new. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. And I think that's all my thoughts. Jay Ellis. Yeah, um, I like the song choice I, I uh, for the lip sync. I think that the Vivian had it in the bag from the start. I, I don't know if Jinx was giving it 100% or if this was just up not Jinx's alley for like a song style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a good time with that. And I'm trying to think if there's any other. It's a bummer that Jinx did not get another legendary badge because that's a time that we saw. I mean, her and Trinity both have had the experience of not getting it, even though they've really earned it. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer that it went that way. But I'm happy that Viv got hers because I like her and I think that she's doing great in the competition. Do you think, because it seems like there's a new person getting it every week. Do you think that Raja and Evie get theirs next? I would have thought if they were going to try and rig it, that Evie could have been in the top this week. Like, I don't think she was very good, but she was in both sketches. So, like, there was an argument there for her, like, physicality and everything. So, if they really wanted to give her one, they could have. Mm-hmm. And maybe th- maybe they're not going to. Well, you guys have also talked every week about how the judging panels being so nice and kind and, like, no criticisms of anybody. And I don't know if we're kind of doing, like, here's a piece for Emma Gerber with the hair stew that took forever. Like, <laughs> if we're just, like, breaking apart the crown so that everybody the appearance on their show is not for nothing. Like they want to come in here and still have their title of like winning, but I don't know if we're going to give each one a thing, but yeah, like Raja, Evie, when are we getting theirs? And then for them not to block Jada, I don't think that they're, I don't think they think that Jada's up on these Queens levels because technically she should have had one if they're going off pattern. Jada. I mean, I have a theory. I know nothing on purpose. I wonder if they're, if they've sort of written it in, cause they can choose the way they can control who gets the stars. And I'm wondering if they're going to give Raja a storyline where all of a sudden she just gets, she catches up. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden she like picks up like an underdog role that just sort of, she has that arc that goes up at the end. I loved her line when she goes, are you sure I shouldn't just stay here? Like she knows that she's killing the competition so far. And not that she should have won this week, but I definitely think that she was overlooked for the last, for her snatch game and for the look, the ball. I thought Mm -hmm. that she should have been at least in second for those or like the second choice for them. So any other final thoughts on the episode overall, I would say a mediocre episode, right? Now it wasn't horrible. I Mm -hmm. will say again, in less capable hands, this would have been a terrible, terrible episode. I think these Queens did the best that they could do with this. I hate when they do these improv things, but um, Nathan, we're good here. Yeah, we're good here. I do think next week we will see Monet be a bit of a bit of Betty. Because I don't think she would take getting plunged that well. So I'm interested to say that. Well, also, I believe next week we have your competition, Tater the Latte Boy, here, finally. Awkward. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be He's going to buy for a spot. Really he, you guys are each going to get one badge, and then you're going to have to lip sync for the legacy. <gasps> we could do that. Just not to an 80s song. Yeah. yeah. Or also, like, wouldn't it be funny if he's like, this is so hard. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah i hope that you're ready for your times to get moved around because he has to go to um, well yeah i can't wait for nathan I want, nathan listen we kind of have to do the show at three in the morning your time because taylor wants to go oh, to, really? you know, t- taylor needs to go to staples you know <laughs> he has a, a disney trip he can't move yeah <laughs> uh all right well that's gonna do it for oh jay give us your socials right now give us your plugs 
Uh, Instagram, don't underscore be underscore jealous, J-E-L-L-I-S, and Twitter, still underscore jealous, and then sign up for Patreon if you want to hear more of me on the T and dissecting All-Stars 2. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of the validated and vindicated RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 7. So for Nathan Brown, Jay Ellis, and myself. Bring back our girls. Uh, sashay away. Until next week. Jesus oh, Christ. Taylor's coming for that oh, gig. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at Joe Bettens. Special thanks to our expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnes Yesho Pinska. Alex S. April Pacheco. Sky. Brad Coley, Karina Williamson, Dave O, Dak Head, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, E. Smith, Boastful Cake, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Anonymous, Lauren Eckert, Doofus Maximus, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stammen, Mercedes Muller, Nicholas Springham, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media Podcast. <laughs>